Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Welcome to this episode of the Bike Radar Podcast. I'm Alex Evans, one of Bike Radar's senior technical editors. And today I am joined by our technical gurus. I've got Luke Marshall, Rob Weaver, and Tom Law. Luke, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, Al. All good here. Great. What about you, Rob? Yeah, I cannot complain. I'm not wet like Tom, so that's good. Yeah, Tom, how are you, except for being a bit soggy? <laughs> I'm ironically enough, considering the subject of today's podcast, rather tired from my 4.30 start this morning. Ooh. Ooh. Long bad drive bad down. puns not allowed. Yeah, bad puns not allowed. Yeah, give me an internet ban. <laughs> well, that's a little teaser about what we're doing today. And we're talking about tyres and why they're so confusing. But before we do that, let's just have a quick catch up about what we've all been up to. Rob, what, what have you been doing recently? Been busy, I suspect? Getting wet. Mainly getting wet. Um, actually, um, Tom, but a different Tom, and I have been working on a head-to-head test on some Top Flight XC bikes, the Trek Supercaliber and the Specialized Epic World Cup. So um, we're slowly piecing that together and putting some rather soggy puddle-strewn laps in here, there, and everywhere uh, right now. Uh, along with, you know, the usual testing of all sorts of other kit and actually getting ready for bike of the year 2024. It feels like the other one's only just finished, but we're moving on, plugging away. Plugging away. Actually, I I noticed we all all jumped on the opportunity to test out Rafa's newest uh, (laughs) Gore-Tex, Gore-Tex trousers. I think, I think everyone sent an individual request to Rafa asking for a pair of apocalypse trousers as they've now been come to, come to be known by uh, amongst the team members. So ho- exactly. hopefully that'll be keeping our bums dry. Um, h- how about you, Luke? <laughs> what, what, have you, what have you been doing recently? Yeah, just like everyone else, splashing in puddles. Um, I've been out testing winter shoes, so the last few weeks have been ideal conditions for it. Um, just trying to get out and have uh, get as, my feet as wet and soggy as possible. Sounds like a, sounds like a really glamorous, actually, glamorous part of the job there. It was. Actually, it was out last week and... Uh, I was riding with Robin a little bit and um, it's not often I ride flat pedals, but there's a mix of flat pedals and uh, flat shoes and clipless shoes sorry, in the, uh, in the test and I had a brilliant day sliding around on some flat pedals the other day. I did think of you Al, while I was on the hill. I was like, oh, I will be proud of me. Drifting, getting sideways. Are you channeling the inner Sam Hill? Uh, no, not that, not that wild, Alex. No. Just, <laughs> he just, just when his feet were being off. able to take my feet off. <laughs> his feet were <laughs> bouncing off and he was flapping down the hillside wildly. <laughs> At high speed, I am sure though, Luke, nothing mm. seems to get in the way of you riding crazily fast. And then I, I well, I, yeah, we'll see about well, that. Well, mate, I, I mean, I have absolutely no doubts at all. You'll, you'll quite gladly, uh, quite gladly beat us all to the finish line. 
um, and we we bow to your superior speed. <laughs> Amazing what you can do with no feet on the bike. Okay. <laughs> was it was it a balance bike you were riding? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't need a proper bike for this. It just only tested the shoes. I just need to get my feet close to the pe- close to the puddles. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. On the scooter and off I went. On the scooter, scooting down. And uh, how about you, Tom? What's uh, what's been on your on your radar recently? Similar kind of thing, really. Lots of getting wet. So I've got some nice wheels from Noble that I'm currently putting through the ringer at the minute. Getting some videos together for MBUK, planning more videos, scripting videos, usual video kind of stuff. Nice. So, sounds like you're uh, sounds like you're an MTV video presenter. It's, yeah, it sounds like I'm an MTV video presenter. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Almost does. Well, for, for me, I'm I'm going to flip you all on your heads with your with your wet weather. And uh, up here in Bonnie, Scotland, it's been surprisingly dry. Um, ex- except for yesterday and the day before, biblical. But generally, <laughs> generally, actually, uh, I've, I've been avoiding avoiding full sogs. So quite quite happy about that. Ah, good old climate change, eh? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's saying dividends. The, the Costa Costa del Tweed is what they'll be calling us soon. We'll be having palm trees sprouting up and cactuses on the hillsides. Won't be pine plantations anymore. We'll be growing aloe vera or something. This <laughs> is a dream, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Brilliant. Okay, so. If you guys do or don't like our podcast, um, please just l- leave us a review, you know, on, on your favorite podcast provider. Um, and if you've got any comments, if you've got anything that you you, you want to tell us, then email us podcast at biteradar.com um, with any thoughts and uh, we'll read those. We'll get back to you. We love hearing things that you have to say. Even if it's topics you think we should discuss. Absolutely. Yeah. We love ideas. Yeah, please, please just give Especially us more ideas. Especially not our own. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, we don't have many, so that'd be helpful. <laughs> yeah, and if, if you want to come and present the podcast, then, you know, feel free as well. <laughs> um, brilliant. Okay, so today's topic, as I, as I mentioned, we're, we're talking about tyres. And a question that, you know, we tried to answer recently is, why is finding the right mountain bike tyres so confusing? Is it the tyre brand's fault? You know, do, do you need a doctorate in this thing to, to be able to buy a set of tyres? If you want to go out and ride enduro, downcountry, e-biking, you've got a whole plethora of things that you need to work through and understand from tread type, carcass type, compound, and then a mix of every single one of those things into one huge matrix of almost ununderstandable mixes of tyres. We're going to tell you whether we think that's right or wrong. And we're going to start with Rob. What do you reckon, Rob? So, um, I suppose for my side, it, you know, um, like many of us, we'll become comfortable with one brand of tyre. And once you're comfy with that, you can sort of decipher how they denote stuff like uh, carcass or casing thickness then uh the compound so the how how soft or hard the rubber is and then you know you you get to learn the different names of the different types of tires so once you're familiar with that it's totally fine but then say that tire wears out and you need to move on to a different brand for example you can't buy the same tire you want again sometimes it can be rather confusing just because there is no uniform way in which tire companies denote those casings or compounds. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for the wacky, crazy names, the scorpions, the assegais, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's all great. But if, there'd be a, if there was a simpler way to say what type of casing it was rather than 
a super gravity or uh if i don't know uh, a double down you know if you're coming into mountain biking what's the double down if you've never ridden you know and you're you're just getting into it and someone says you need to get a tougher tire and you're looking through all the you know the the tire um tires on a, i don't know a, a shop's website and you're trying to work it out and you get to double down what, what does that mean okay downhill's fairly explanatory why not call it enduro then why not call it trail why not call it cross country i i get that there's different um casings for different needs and some of them will cross over i understand that but is there is there potentially a simpler way in which we could go about this i think for the most part stuff like um Tire compounds is probably a little easier to understand, especially from certain brands. You know, Schwalbe call it the soft, therefore it's going to be grippy. You got well, Max is formerly called stuff um, super tacky, super or, tacky. And, and now we're on to Max Grip. Max Terra may be a bit confusing. Mm. Max Speed makes sense, stuff like that. But again, you know, if you're new to it uh, and you haven't got tons of time to you know, get stuck into each of the company's websites to do a bit of research. It can be confusing and I can see how it can be quite complicated. So I guess mine's more of a plea to to tire brands to just make life a bit easier. It was almost like they need a, an industry-wide accord where they agree on a, a naming system to make, to make, yeah, like you say, just to make people's lives easier. So Maxis, be Pirelli, whoever else, Terravail, whatever, they all sign up to this, right, this is what our Enduro tyre casing is called. It's called Enduro. And be done with it. Yep. Yeah, and then, and then you know, um, I suppose Maxis and Schwalbe are probably, I, I guess, two of the easier ones to understand, possibly Goodyear as well. But um, Pirelli stuff can seem quite confusing, I think, at times. Everything's called Scorpion, and then it's different variations on that. Um, similarly with, uh, or maybe Michelin's even worse. In fact, um, they're all like wild, wild gripper followed by something. Yeah. The, yeah, I can't even remember what the, what, how they refer to the casings or their tire compounds, but yeah, they don't really do. They thinking about it. I was just having to think of that in sort of in the background of my head and I was thinking, no, so if you're buying a wild Enduro, it's front or rear tread, but there isn't a choice of casing or, well, apart from the fronts, which they offer in Gum-X or Magi-X, but I mean, that doesn't mean anything really, does it? Well, yeah, that is it. I remember when they first came out with those two compounds, everyone was saying, okay, so which is the one we want? Mm. Gum-X or do you want Magi-X? Because everyone wants a bit of magic, don't they? Surely that's, that's the way to go, but I don't know if that's the stickier tread or the faster rolling one. Who knows? So... An easier way to decipher these things would be, uh, or maybe it'd just make calling in a tire, you know, tires for a tire group test a bit easier. But um, maybe that's just being me, me being old and grumpy, but it feels like there could be an easier way to go about this. Mm, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, absolutely. And, and I mean, all right, well, I, I'm going to go next because I, I kind of feel like it segues quite nicely. Um, is it actually our fault? Is it the consumer's fault that brands have had to do this? So you've got your your trail bike rider, right? What they want, they want like a, and I think that this might actually sort of tread on Tom's Tom's toes a little bit. You want you want like a super fast rolling but semi tough carcass but quite grippy tire. 
And suddenly you've got like all of these wants and desires that are quite universal across bike riders. You know, everyone wants grip, no one wants punctures and people want to be able to go fast. And what the brands have had to do is that they've had to like multiply exponentially the offerings of their tires and that they've had to have like for a Maxxis, for example, uh, just a simple Asagai. They've got to offer it in all of the compound types, all of the casings. And suddenly there's so much like choice and options and desire that's potentially driven by consumer needs and wants that if you just had a simple, a simple naming thing, would, would it actually be, would it actually make sense? Or, or would you just sort of end up in a, in another black hole of misery of trying to work out what it is that you want? Nah, I was not. I don't think it is. I think everyone's stumped. I think <laughs> that's probably that's the brand who've got it most dialed. Okay, they they jazz up their the names of it. So you got like Super Trail, Super Gravity, Super Downhill. If you just took away the Super, then you'd left with like a Trail Chaos, like Trail Casing, a Downhill Casing, and a Gravity Casing. They could call the Gravity Enduro, you know, but um, that's relatively easy. And then again, they've got like super soft, soft and speed compounds. I mean, they're, they're relatively straightforward to understand. So I think Schwalbe uh, are on point. They've brought, do things, make things slightly easier for the consumer than other brands do. But yeah, and then it comes to like your, me and Tom probably choose different tires to fit on our bikes. Like you say, Tom's probably a bit more lightweight, speedy, and I'm happy to take all the supers and all the super softs I can get, if you know what I mean. Um, but we might want, if we're riding in the same conditions, the same tread pattern on the front of our bike, if you know what I mean. So you might want to have that knobbly, good winter tyre, but Tom might want a fast rolling compound and a slightly lighter casing for it. And so if there is that. So saying that, sorry, Luke, just saying that Schwalbe's absolutely nailed that. Which one of uh, Schwalbe's many models would uh, would you and, you, and, you and Tom be kind of pining for? Would it be a Nobby Nick, a, a Taki Chan? Would it be a Magic Mary, Racing Ralph? Yeah, all those names are good fun. You can have fun, like Robin said at the start. Keep the odd naming conventions for the uh, for the tire, but the the compound and the casing mm. configurations could be simplified. Um, and I would magic Mary on the front. But you, I think you're right with what you're saying about Schwalbe, though. Yeah, they've got it pretty pretty bow on. Like, I mean, I rode a test bike recently with a super. Wait, I've got to think now. A super gravity addict soft magic mary and i was like yeah no i would probably have a super trail still with that soft compound but something like because they dragged like hell especially on the rear because it was the same front and back so like luke might want though he'd be quite happy with that you know sort of his winch and plummet sort of riding style i wanted something faster on the rear probably still with a relatively tough sort of casing for the bike it was on but at least with shoulder it is relatively easy to to get into that and they do offer them for the most part aftermarket as well as the brands as well, which isn't always the case with with some others. Like sometimes brands will make a tire for Canyon, for example, because they're ordering thousands of them that you can't actually buy. You know, once it's worn out, what are you going to do then? If you've got a double down max speed or whatever on a bike that they randomly decide to put on, you can't buy that aftermarket. Yeah, there are some quirky little ones that do exist. Yeah. What, what, what about you, Tom? What, what do you reckon? Well, I mean, for me, I think it comes back down to having choice more than anything else and opening it up to people because like where I'm originally from in the Midlands, there's lots of 
flatter sort of terrain but you still it can be really rooty and really slippy especially this time of year in the rain but then i might have a lot of road sections to link up bits of forest in between so i want that faster rolling compound um, sorry the fast rolling tread pattern to roll pretty well but i also want a softer compound for when you know it's slippy as as you guys when you you know sort of shredding you know in all your super steep downhill trails you know the roots just because they're not as the trails aren't as steep doesn't mean the roots aren't as slippy they're still really really slippy so it'd be nice to have you know a faster rolling tread pattern combined with a softer compound you know because they're all made in the same way they're already offering like you can buy a minion dhf and a dual compound for example which you guys would all agree is pretty much useless like would you have like it's it's a common complaint that you see in reviews that brands have cheaped out by fitting a dual compound maxis tire so why can't we have say a forecaster with a max grip compound blimey that would be bonkers who yeah it'd be you'd be you'd be sticking but you'd also be going slow what what what, what would you well it'd be confusing what would you do <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, my, I mean i've got a specialized purgatory tire on test at the minute which is in their mid-ish sort of weight grid casing so they do grid trail and grid gravity above that but it is in the softest t9 compound up front mm. which is a- straight away i'm just going to jump in with i mean that's nothing like you know Schwabi at least sort of makes sense yeah Similar exactly yeah like to, what the hell is it we're going down the route of grids and t's now yeah exactly so uh yeah like kudos to specialized for seemingly giving me the tie that i want but thanks for making it not remotely understandable guys <laughs> you know just making it really confusing um but yeah like that on the front is a great tire i've been really enjoying that because it does have that slightly faster rolling tread pattern and i know in a couple of rides that i've had van forrester dean it's just gripped on like all the all the roots have done really well. It's got a nice supple case in as well. It's a really, really good around tire. I've been super impressed with it. So I do think it is a shame that more brands aren't going down that sort of route of offering a lighter weight case in with a stickier rubber compound because we're not all destroying tires like you, Al, at the end of the day. I've literally destroyed, I've destroyed more tires in the past two months from a certain brand. So what I've learned from this is we need even more tire choice. Oh, right. Yeah, it's not quite enough out there at the minute. No, there's not enough. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do is make it even more complicated <laughs> for everybody. So if we can simplify it and make it more complicated at the same time, that would be ideal. So what what, what kind of uh, like Tom there had a had a good tire recommendation for the sort of riding that that he's doing. What what, what about you, Rob? What sort of riding w- would you recommend a specific tire for? Because maybe that's actually quite an important question to answer. Um, what so what sort of tire would I want to use? Yeah, for, for you, my yeah. riding, yeah. Um, I guess if I'm riding my enduro bike, I want, I don't want to get flats. So I'd probably run the equivalent of a double down or a super gravity casing front and rear. Um, I'd go max grip or soft on the front in terms of compound and then a slightly faster rolling rear tire. So max terror or, um, oh God, what's the Schwalbe one? So it'd be ultra soft on the front, soft yeah. on the back. There we go. Yeah, that's what I'd go for. Um, or what would it be in specialized? T9 on the front, T7 on the back? Yep. Something like that. Um, so I'd say, do you know what though? I'd probably put them on a trail bike as well. I'd, I'd probably just run those pretty much all the time. On my current cross-country bike, I have 
I have a pair of forecasters actually. Max Terra forecasters. Yeah, the Max Terra 3C Max Terras in XO casing. Right. And on an XC bike, it's totally fine. I was going to say that that's that's quite it's almost quite grippy for an XC bike. Yeah, they're pretty aggressive. Um, but I guess if I was just going out to race, I'd maybe go for a shallower tread um, just to get a bit more speed back. But to enjoy my riding a bit more and try to stay upright, I want a bit more traction. So I will sacrifice a bit of that rolling speed for being able to slow down and actually go around corners. Mm. Well, yeah, mm. yeah, definitely, definitely important. Mm. And unless you're Luke, <laughs> then it just happens naturally. When you've got both feet off. On my, <laughs> on my scooter. Yeah. Well, Watch out for Bike Radar scooter reviews coming soon. <laughs> what, what, what about you, mate? What kind of uh, what kind of tire would you would you recommend for any specific type of riding? For any specific for my type of yeah. riding, I do have a set of tires that I use constantly year round. Um, this might offend a few people because I mix brands, <sighs> but I have a, a Schwalbe Schwalbe Ultra Soft Super Gravity Magic Mary front tire. Okay. And uh, Maxxis DHR2 Max Terra Double Down Rear Tire. And, and that's, your, that, that's your 24-7, 365. Yeah, takes me everywhere and anywhere. Yeah, whatever the conditions, weather, gets me through summer and winter. Happy on that. I, I haven't tried any of Conti's new tires. Um, and maybe this winter I would like to try a pair of those to see how, to see how they stand up. But if I just had to live with those two tires forever i'd be perfectly happy mm. and talking of continental their namings may be even more confusing i'm not even going to try and pronounce them i'm just going to say cryptotal argatal i've got i've got those cryptotal tires and they're wicked they're genuinely really good mm. i have them in the enduro casing and but i've ridden them in downhill casing as well and they're so good they're the best tires that they have done in a long long time but saying their names is uh yeah, tricky. Took me quite a lot of practice behind closed doors by myself. <laughs> so how you spend your evenings practicing, uh, yeah, practicing tire names. Yeah. yeah. So I read the kids at night. <laughs> just go through the go through the catalogues. Oh, Daddy, please really? tell me about that cryptotile again. <laughs> I mean, it is basically like exactly. going through the alphabet with them because there's so many different letters in them. So you know, educational you, as you, well. You would be winning Scrabble, wouldn't you? You would definitely be winning Scrabble. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Yeah. I, I, how about how about you? Well, Al? What's your title? So I, I was quite surprised recently, actually. I've been testing wheels um, alongside uh, dear Tom Marvin, who's not here today, and I've been using the same set of Exo casing dual compound Maxxis Assegais on a trail bike, which I, I initially thought was going to be hell. I thought it was going to be like <laughs> riding a greasy toboggan run of death, and. I don't know what's happened. I don't know. Maybe someone's put some extra glue on the track or maybe <laughs> I, I have no idea what's going on, but they're actually really quite surprisingly good. And I need to say that in a high pitch voice. <laughs> yeah, they are also at 80 PSI, but you know. Yeah, because <laughs> I did ride that bike out with your tire pressures in and there's videographic evidence of how sketchy I found them. They were horrific. Right. So I don't know what's happened. I mean, usually if I'm just riding enduro, then, I, you know, I'll stick with a stick with a dual Asagai combo. I want to go front rear Asagai, max grip on the front, max terror on the rear. Downhill casing on the rear, just to stop punctures. Double down on the front would be 
would be my like ideal ideal mm. scenario. But for the trail bike, do you know what? Really surprised at the exo casing dual compounds. Um, and you kind of get that thing that Tom was talking about where you have fast rolling um, from the compound, but then you actually get quite a bit of grip from the tread. So, you know, maybe there's something to be said for that. Mm. Mm. I, I had these tyres, that exact pair, on a, on a hardtail I was testing recently. So the new Calibre Line T329. So it's a 1,100-pound hardtail. Um, really impressive bit kit, actually. But it had those tyres on, and they were, you know, surprisingly good for them. Mm. With the trails I was using them on, yeah, and it wasn't wasn't bad at all. Yeah, yeah. it's funny, is it's kind of a bit of a duopoly um, in many of cycling's kind of areas, but tires seem to be very much it's Maxis or Schwalbe, with you know even other seemingly massive brands such as Michelin, Goodyear, Pirelli, Continental, you know, all huge car uh, automotive tire manufacturers sidelined by by these two. Um, it's pretty bonkers, really. Um, and it definitely pays to kind of study up um, on, mm. on biteradar.com. Uh, we've got loads of reviews of tyres. You can go on there and you can learn about what, you know, tyres work well where. Um, and, and you know, maybe that will help. Maybe that will help your, your purchase um, journey. I think, um, so just jumping on that, I think, I think Continental would maybe be a close third at the minute, mm. but, but they could be vying for one of the top spots. But I think um, after all that success they had at the World Cup, mm. the Downhill World Cup, their tyres were in such high demand that they seemed to just sell everything they had. But I think the issue was that everyone wanted exactly the same tyres. Everyone was after the Cryptotel. Mm. So just the one tread pattern in either Enduro or Downhill casing rather than you know myriad other um, tyres that they have, uh, which I, I mean... There's not been a whole lot of news around, but that's the sort of focus for those guys. And they've clearly done a great job and um, marketed them well. But there's, compared to Schwalbe, Maxis and others out there, they maybe just don't have the depth right now. Mm. Maybe that, well, I can imagine that's something they're working on. But um, it'd be it'd be great to see, you know, that the top two brands expand to three, four maybe and give all the you know paying customers a bit more choice would be really cool yeah i think aftermarket going back to my not that long ago bike shop days it seems to be the manufacturers that like if you're a bike brand and you're specking a bike put in schwalbe or maxis it's a safe choice isn't it if you're a product mm. manager but i know when the aforementioned wild enduros came out like the dh22s and oh sorry it was daniel 24s from michelin wasn't it and the dh32s or whatever it is they're called we could not get them full of the money in the shop that I worked at. And the same with Consensus as well. Like you just couldn't get them anywhere because people were just snapping up everything that mm. came in everywhere. So I think you're right from like a brand point of view. Yeah, you, you're, you're going to be a brave product manager not to spec Maxis because on a shop floor, it's a known quantity, you know, it's going to work. But when it comes time to replace those, I do think that it probably is, if it's not already there, it's certainly getting there. Definitely from what I've seen in years gone by with, with Michelin and Continental, do seem to be very, very popular. And Luke's been on those new Pirellis as well, haven't you, Luke? Yeah, yeah. I was just about to mention their um their new race line of Pirelli Scorpion tires. Um I had the Ajora versions with the mixed tread pattern, so kind of the all-rounder. And yeah, it was a big improvement over their initial launch of tires and uh was really quite good. So it's a 
another brand that's definitely got a competitive tie right there. Um, I think Brendan's just picked up their sponsorship, hasn't he? He's riding Pirelli tires now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Brendan Fairclough. Yeah. And uh, I say developed heavily with uh, input from Fabian Burrell and, and the Canyon teams over there. So, but yeah, it's actually, it's uh, if you can't pick up a Maxxis tire or a Schwalbe tire, there are a lot of other good brands out there that will, will provide a decent tire these days. So it's expanding. And um, what I was just, sorry, I was just going to jump in and say back to what Tom was saying about those specialized tires, where I know people have issues with putting a bike branded tire onto a different brand of bike. Not sure why, but they do. But the thing to remember about specialized tires is are they're way cheaper. They are very cheap. Well, hit this will really trigger some people. I very recently put some on sale specialized tires on my girlfriend's track. Yeah, there's mixing the big brands. Mixing the big brands. Yeah. But they were cheap. They they were good. I know Mick Kirkman, who's one of our freelancers, had really rated them highly. They were on offer for yeah. like 22 quid. They were tubeless. They were grid T7. And I was like, that's a bargain. Like, you can't get around that. Tires are a big investment these days. They're not cheap. I know, Al, you've gone out and bought specialized tires with your own hard-earned yeah. in the past, you know, on the back of them, uh, which isn't always the case. You know, we are lucky and we do get to test a lot of things, get given a lot of things. But for us to put our own money where our mouth is, you know, says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. A 55 quid for a, a gravity orientated sticky compound specialized tire. Um, you know, other currencies are pretty similar, 60 euros, 60 dollars ish. Um, that's an absolute, I mean, I hate to say this, I, I'm maybe going to be physically sick. It's an absolute <laughs> bargain. I mean, it's f- f- 55 quid for, for a piece of rubber that you're just going to skid down a rocky hillside is maybe stretching the definition of bargain. But in terms of, you know, other tyres, which are touching on 80, 90 pounds, dollars, euros, whatever, mm. um, it looks like actually pretty reasonable value. Yeah. Oh, that's sad, isn't it? We're really sorry to everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of de- deflated us. Oh dear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe on on that slightly slightly miserable note, um, <laughs> if it would let, let us know, kind of what you think about tires. You know, are there ones that you love riding and that you'd recommend, or do you think there's another reason why it's so complicated? Is it maybe some sort of gatekeeping elitist barrier to entry? Um, I, I personally don't think so. I think that maybe brands have just got creative marketing departments. Um, but, you know, do let us know. That's uh, podcast at bikeradar.com. Please send us an email, leave a review on your favorite podcast provider, and hopefully you'll be able to listen to us next time. Uh, thank you, Luke. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Tom, for your time. Much appreciated. Cheers, Al. Thanks, Al. Thanks, Alex. Chat soon. Bye. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode.